Welcome back to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Alicia Grant, co-founder of Matrix Legacy, Inc. We are back for episode number 26. This is a show where we create a blueprint for success. We look for ways to create generational wealth and we break those chains of a poverty mindset. Episode 26 means we are halfway to the 52 episode commitment we made when we first started this together. I'm so excited to know that you all have been with me this long. We've been picking up a lot of steam, a lot of momentum. We're actually being listened to in nine different countries, which is really exciting to me. I want to just take a moment to acknowledge anybody who's been with me especially since the beginning if you're just tuning in I appreciate you just as much time is literally the most valuable asset you could ever give to somebody so I don't take that lightly so if you're watching me on YouTube or you're listening on Spotify or Apple or Pocket Cast any of those platforms I appreciate you so much thank you so much for being here with me so I want to hop right into today's episode I Originally had another topic planned, but I was honored with the invitation to be a guest speaker on a mentorship platform for young girls who are really looking for guidance when it comes to their career choice with money management, with relationships, with navigating their way through post-secondary and things of that nature. So I was asked to come in for a finance seminar and really speak to those who were trying to figure out how they should budget save and manage student loans. And one of the questions that was asked to me is what made me change my whole plans for today's episode. And they really asked me to speak to what would be a ballpark number or price that you would suggest for somebody to save up towards a home, towards a car, towards starting their business. Can you give ballpark numbers for that? That to me spoke to a different level of content than I think they were expecting. And to know that that was a question asked showed me that what happens when we get in situations like post-secondary or to buy a house or to buy a car, whatever it looks like, a lot of us take a look at the boxes that are available to us and try to fit ourselves into that box not realizing that we actually have the ability to create our own box. And it's not just when it comes to budgeting or deciding what kind of lifestyle that you want, but when it comes to building your wealth, we have the ability to customize it. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is how do you customize your wealth? Now, a lot of the ideas that we have in terms of the lifestyle that we should be living comes from our parents, comes from authority figures, celebrities, people that we look up to. And nine times out of 10, we end up chasing somebody else's dream thinking that it's ours. So what I mean by that is we start imitating the habits in terms of when, what age should we get married? How many children should we have? What kind of home should we be living in? Should we go to post-secondary? All of those habits are picked up just from what we see. And so what happens is that's the easiest thing to grab. Somebody already did it. All right, let me try that. It worked for you. Let me, let me try that. Let me see if it'll work for me. Instead of, okay, that worked for you. Now, knowing who I am and knowing what I want, how can I take the best parts of that and create something for myself? Even when it comes to spending habits, like when it comes to, let's say, Christmas, our ideas of how much we should spend on a gift are usually directly related to how much our parents spent on us, how much our friends are spending on us, things like that. But we never actually took a moment to say, well, how much do I want to spend on that? And so we inherit a certain way of thinking without first 
questioning. So when that question was asked to me in regards to, you know, how much should somebody budget for a home, for a car, for for a, a, a business startup, anything like that, my answer to that was you've got to take a look and decide what is, what is it that you want. Not everybody wants to be a millionaire. Not everybody wants to live in a mansion. Not everybody likes to travel. There's so many parts and aspects of life that we believe that we come to believe mean success or come to believe mean happiness, but that just means happiness for somebody else. You might go and receive all that stuff, for example. Let's say you go and get a, a beachfront mansion and you're traveling every other day and you've got millions of dollars stacked up in your bank account, but if what you really love to do is be one with nature, all that glitz and glamour is not going to make you happy, but you chase that down because that was somebody else's definition of happy. So for me, when it came to looking for a place or home ownership, a lot of people think, all right, maybe I want a detached home or I want a condo or I want, you know, everybody's idea of, of their first type of property is different. For me, I really wanted a loft. I wanted some two-story city home. Like that was my idea of a first home of happiness at the time that I had envisioned it. Now, as I build and I evolve and I start understanding what else is open to me, my husband and I will go driving around just to see what, what's going on. I don't know what I like if I haven't seen it. So let me go look at the bungalows. Let me go look at the condos. Let me go look in different cities, different countries, different areas to see what I like. And that leads me into one more quick one pit stop that I want to make right here is you won't know what you like until you see it. So the first thing that you see and you enjoy doesn't mean that that's necessarily the thing for you. That might just mean that's the only thing you've seen and you got to give it a little more. You, you, you haven't even taken a, a chance to take a look and see if there's something that you love even more. Maybe you like that style of home or maybe you like that career choice. But what if you're missing out on the thing you love because you settled for the first thing that you liked? So I get a question a lot of the times where people say, well, where is it that you would like to live? And my answer is always, honestly, I don't have a clue. I haven't seen enough places. I haven't traveled enough. I haven't even been to every continent. So how could I make a decision like that when I just haven't seen enough? So circling back around to that, that question now that was asked in terms of how much would you budget for a home, for a car, for a, a business opportunity, things of that nature. You've got to go and find out, first of all, what it is that you like. Not what your family likes, not what your friends like. Who are you and what do you love? What's going to make you happy at the end of the day once you pull up in the driveway? What kind of home does that look like? Where is that located? And from there, you can reverse engineer that image, that dream, that vision you have to then create a budget. Go and test drive that car. Go and try different jobs, different um, you know, internships, different projects. Keep throwing yourself into things until you find the thing that sticks. So I think I've mentioned this on this podcast before. I, I don't remember, but when I was coming up, I really thought that I was going to be in the music industry. And now that I'm looking back on it, it's because that's the industry my mother was in. And she was connected to people in the industry. She was a singer. She was a performer. And she was incredible at it. And she was always playing music around me. So I loved music. So naturally, I said, well, if my mother is doing it, I admire her. She is somebody who I aspire to be like one day. Let me follow in her footsteps. So I pursued music and then almost, I guess, three quarters of the way through the program, I realized, wait a second, even though I like this, I don't love this. I'm looking around at other people in this program who love it, but that's not what I love. 
So from then I start going on a journey. I'm trying sports. I'm trying different working positions. So there was a time that I was a, a hostess and then a server and then a line cook or another time in um, at a department store, I was the cashier and then I wanted to be a clothing associate or I would sign up for dance teams and sign up for different clubs and experiences to find out what is it that I love because I don't want to chase somebody else's dream and then realize years later down the line I just built something that wasn't even for me because I was so easily influenced I don't want to be in a position where I'm looking back thinking wow I built somebody else's dream and this is not this is not mine this is not where I want to be you see a lot of young boys and girls who might look up to the singers, the rappers, the, the athletes and think, wow, that looks like happiness. Everybody's looking up to those people. That's who I want to be. So they start pursuing those dreams, those visions, those goals, and those have nothing to do with who they are or what gift they were sent onto this planet with. And so we get distracted chasing somebody else's dream because it looks so good on them. So our biggest influences really are authority figures or people who we consider to be powerful. Also the masses, we take a look at what the majority of people are doing and enjoying and then we try to apply that to ourselves or the people closest to us. That's why they say you hang around five rich people, you're about to be the sixth. And same thing in the opposite direction. But you have to really take a look at those three influences and say, is what I'm pursuing mine? Or is what I'm pursuing a reflection of what I've seen in one of those three cat or all three of those categories? So you've really got to try on different hats, different areas, different lifestyles until you find the one that sticks for you. After you've done trying on all of those different hats, the next thing to make sure of is that you are taking responsibility for your own outcome. I spoke about this in... In the academy, actually, we were doing a book club meet and one of the conversations we were having is if you blame something outside of yourself for where you are or your unhappiness or you rely on a source outside of yourself to find that happiness, then you have no control over your life. So if you're waiting on the government to raise minimum wage or you're waiting on your boss to give you a raise or you're waiting on your parents to give you the the love and support that they were supposed to give you, then everything about your lifestyle and who you are and who you're becoming is in somebody else's hands. You have no control over that. But if you take responsibility and say, okay, you know what, maybe my parents weren't there the way that they were supposed to be there for me, but I'm going to use that as a way to be a better parent when I become one. Or if my boss is not giving me a raise, then you know what, no problem. I'm not about to sit here and have somebody not pay me my worth. I'm either going to do something about it or I'm going to move on because it's my responsibility. It's my life. If I leave it up to my boss, then I'm going to be stuck unhappy, running on that the hamster wheel, running in circles, growing resentment, getting upset at somebody who has nothing to do with the real reason why I'm upset. I'm upset because you didn't see my value, but it's my responsibility to know my value. It's not your responsibility to see my value. So if I know my worth, I'm going to go take myself somewhere where they'll recognize it or I'll create my own space where my wealth and my, and my value could be recognized. And then the last example, if you're waiting on the government to do something, you're going to be waiting a long, long time. Another conversation we had is, um, you know, during this pandemic, there's a lot of people were, live, were just one paycheck away from bankruptcy or one paycheck away from the sky start falling down on them. But it's the same thing with the businesses. 
the businesses were just one paycheck away from going bankrupt. That's why so many businesses closed. And then you take a look at the government and take a look at how much debt they've accumulated. That also tells you that the government is one paycheck away from bankruptcy and beyond. That's why they're printing all this money because they've never learned how to manage the wealth that they already have, the money, the resources that they already have. So they have to go make some more, print some more because they don't really know what's going on either. So you're sitting here waiting on the government to do something. I'm telling you, you'll be waiting your whole life. You got to take responsibility of your life because it's yours. And make sure whatever vision, whatever goals that you set for yourself are your goals and not the ones that have been influenced by your surroundings, by your environment. Because somebody else's happiness can never make you happy. You have to find your own happiness. Because if I love the luxury life and that's what makes me happy and I put all of those pieces together and I've shaped my lifestyle... You can go and do exactly what I did and create that same luxury lifestyle for you, but maybe that's not for you. Maybe you just want the simple life. Maybe you just want to go live off in a cottage in a small space and, and you know, it, I don't know what it looks like for you, but you're going to have to figure that out. So my challenge or the building block of the day is really just take a moment and reflect Remember those three main influences that we have in our lives, the people closest to us, the masses, and the people with the most power and the most influences? Really reflect on how those three have shaped the goals that you've set for yourself. And if you're in a position where you're, you're on a journey, you're, you're building things up, and somehow it's, still, it's, it's not enjoyable, there's a difference between a challenge and something that's truly not enjoyable. I am challenged every single day in the projects and the businesses that I'm building. However, I enjoy every single moment of it because I know exactly what I'm building towards. I know exactly what's on the other side of that rainbow and I'm not ever going to stop until I get there. So regardless of how many challenges are thrown at me, I'm enjoying learning how to overcome those because I know it's getting me closer to exactly where I want to be. Because I've taken that time to reflect and say, this is my dream because it's my dream. Not somebody else's dream or somebody else's vision that I'm just trying to fit into. I'm painting my own picture right now. And so regardless of what challenges or what happens, I'm okay with that. And so my hope is that you're able to do the same thing for you. Figure out which picture it is that you want to paint for your life. And then surround yourself with the people and the environment that's going to help you to get there. So the building block of the day essentially is you've got to customize your own wealth. And make sure that you're not building somebody else's vision in hopes that it's eventually going to morph into your vision. And you're going to find the same happiness that that person you were following or that or the idea that you were following doesn't disappoint you once you actually get there. So just because the boxes are presented to you doesn't mean you have to fit in one of those boxes. You could take something out of each of those boxes that's presented to you and go off and build your own box. And fill it with whatever it is that you want to. Just make sure that it is yours. So that is all I've got for the day, guys. I really hope that helps somebody. This came right off the top. I didn't really have no... <laughs> I didn't really have any notes. I completely switched topics, switched ideas. Uh, this is a revelation that I'm having in the moment. And I wanted to share that with you. If this resonated with you, go ahead and share it with a friend. You know the drill, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review. All of that helps more people receive the same message. If you want to stay connected even farther, you can download the Matrix Legacy app. It's got all our podcasts on there, got your financial literacy education basics in there, uh, and we can follow along with each other there. I will be here next week with another building block for success. Until next time, let's build a legacy. 